Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Mike Smith picked this one. I know he did. He did. Good. Mike I Smith. said, I said, Mike, pick the best song from the most subpar singer you know. And he said, <laughs> involving Stevie Nicks. Oh, my gosh. Well, you can find Mike Smith on the trail in the afternoons from the uh, lunchbox all the way through the evenings. And uh, it's just one click up on your radio dial. Just press tune to the front. 103.3 The Trail, best radio station in the city of Missoula. I believe we just won Best of Missoula for I don't even know how many times in a row. So the uh, the awards are tonight, and uh, we're going to be going down down to Karis Park after the show. So appreciate everybody for all your love, whether it was for The Trail or ESPN Missoula here like you're listening to, or for the individuals here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. We, uh, we're locally owned, locally operated. We do it for you. So thanks so much uh, for voting for us. It's Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. I am Coulter Nuanez. You missed anything in the first hour of the show. Had a fun first hour. Ed McCaffrey, former Denver Bronco and current Northern Colorado head coach, joined us to talk all things Big Sky football as well as his path back into coaching, back to his first collegiate gig. We also heard from Carolyn, our resident chick who doesn't know sports, and uh, also talked a variety of other things like Simone Biles, Aaron Rodgers, some of the main themes and topics of the week. You want to find anything from that first hour? Hit it up on the podcast, N-U-A-N-E-Z. That's how you get there. You can uh, subscribe on all of your various podcasting platforms. Podcast proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Andrew Houghton in studio with me. If you're watching on SWX Montana Television, you can see that. Andrew, new contributor here at ESPN Missoula, as well as SkylineSportsMT.com. Uh, we got back from the Big Sky kickoff earlier this week. We'll be rolling out some coverage uh, probably later on in the week or early uh, into next week. It's been sort of a whirlwind. We're getting Andrew all trained up and getting him all ready to roll to help us out in all the various aspects he has to perform here at Missoula Broadcasting Company. But expect coverage, SkylineSportsMT.com, throughout the next weeks, months, and, uh, of course, years. 
Skyline Sports every day, every season. NBA Draft tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern time, so that's 6 p.m. here. It's coming to you from the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, the first round will be on ABC, I guess, and then the second round will be on ESPN, so it's a simulcast. So you got ABC doing the main first round, ESPN a secondary first round, and then the, the first and second round carries over onto ESPN National as well. Uh, I always have loved the draft. My love or lack thereof of college basketball has waned heavily in recent years. So many different factors. I think that uh, the, the the talent in the college game is so good that they should just play on an NBA-sized court with NBA rules, but they don't. So I think it's a little bit clunky of a product. Uh, I also think that uh, you know, sort of the haves and have-nots, the way that the, the money games work, how so many of these big Power 5 schools just buy their way to 20 wins and finish 7th in their conference, yet still get in the NCAA tournament, whereas you have great mid-major schools from like the Summit that – you know, losing the conference championship game as the regular season champ, and, and they don't get to go. So there's, I have a lot of issues with college basketball. I also think that college basketball's had a hard time building true stars because of this one-and-done thing that we've seen for the last 15 years. That said, I was in Indianapolis in March for the NCAA tournament, and I got to see, I counted it up last night, 16 guys that are projected to be top 40 picks. That includes guys like Luca Garza, who was one of the best players I saw in the collegiate game, uh, but that was... Um, Obviously not going to be that that big of a splash pick in this draft. A great player at Iowa, multiple-time national player of the year. But I saw a ton of these guys play, and so I do have sort of a little bit more of a firsthand view of them. Coming up in about 15 minutes, by the way, Chris Cobb, associate head coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team, is going to join us. Why is that pertinent? Montana opened up with USC this previous year. And so Coach Cobb, he was the head guy on the scout, and Evan Mobley, who's projected to be a top two or top three pick, depending on where you think this is going to play out. Um, he had a good idea about Evan Mobley, so we got a scout from Coach Cobb on that, so you can expect that here about 15 minutes on Nuanas now. But Andrew, uh, the consensus number one pick is Cade Cunningham out of Oklahoma State. I got a chance to see him against Oregon State in the second round. Um, he basically walked his way to 28 points. He didn't even sweat. I didn't even think I ever even saw him run, but he... Uh, was just so smooth. He was he was ahead of everybody without even trying hard. But I know that you have some insights on him as well and some thoughts on him. So uh, what do you think of this prospect as a number one pick as the Detroit Pistons now are officially on the clock? Yeah, and I think Adrian Wojnarowski confirmed that, that he'll be going number one. And, you know, put it out there. You know how Woj does. Woj bomb, baby. He says they're they're leaning towards Cade Cunningham with the number sure. one pick. You know, you can just write it in pen, right? So that happened a couple hours ago. He's such a great pick because this is the way the game is going nowadays, right? He's six eight, right? Point forward. I mean, you can just sure. put the ball in his hands, and like you can with Luka Doncic or, or Giannis, sure. who we talked about earlier this week. Um, you know, he can do everything for a team, and you know, all the reports on him for the side stuff is, I mean, the work ethic, sure. the the locker room stuff is is all good. I am. Um, I think he's one of the, the best number one picks to, to come out potentially in the last 10 years. That seems to be the thoughts for some of the pundits, too. You want to know the number one factor, I think, why he's a good number one pick more than his talent or his skill is that he has authentically and uh, consistently emphasized that he wants to play for the Pistons. That's a big deal. That's a big deal, especially because of this trend now where guys know they're going to be top picks and then they start strong-arming their way to not have to go to a certain place or a certain city. If he wants to be in Detroit, let's roll. Yeah, from what I heard, I mean, the the pre-draft visits in Detroit, I mean, going to a Tigers game, just hanging out in the city, spending time. Uh, I mean, this is something that's been sort of rumored, and everybody's thinking, you know, is this going to happen for, for a couple months? So there was time for him to affect the process, you know, negatively if he wanted. No question. And uh, so I do think – so here's my biggest hiccup with it, though, because I love – I think Cade Cunningham is a great talent. I do think he is one of the better guys that could be the potential number one pick over the last 10 years. I totally agree with that assessment talent-wise. But I want to know how much can he actually change your franchise because I expect this guy to come in next year. The Pistons are going to be terrible. Yep. They're going to be a 20-30 to 30 win team. Yep. He's going to put up numbers. He'll be a top 15 scorer in the NBA. Even if he shoots bad percentage, he's going to average at least 19 and as many as 24 points a game just because of his usage. 
And so then I wonder, though, what does it all mean? Like, what does Detroit have to do? Uh, to me, I think that you get him, and then you have to try to actually stay bad because you're not going to go get assets. But if you could stay bad while developing him and then get one more guy to draft, now all of a sudden you have a core, and maybe you can get somebody to stay. I think that's the most likely scenario. I mean, even for as good as Kate Cunningham is, he is not, you know, probably a Luka Doncic-level prospect. Right? Well, even Luka Doncic wasn't going to the playoffs in his rookie year. I mean, right. I mean, your scenarios are either you're going to be terrible again next year or Cade Cunningham is just so transcendent that he drags you up towards 500 and sure. you're competing for the playoffs. I mean, there's not a, a there's not a bad outcome there, right? That's exactly right. There isn't a bad outcome. Either one of those outcomes are absolutely money in the bank. That's exactly true. Nuana's now 102.9 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Andrew Houghton in studio with me. Coulter Nuana's. It is the Northwest Motorsports studio northwest motorsport new to missoula corner of uh stevens and mount here in missoula you can also find them online nwmsrocks.com that's nwmsrocks.com so i you know me you've you've uh hung out with me worked with me uh been friends with me for a long time now and you know i pride myself on being young young at heart all the time and uh, i hardly ever find myself thinking man i feel old well i felt old the other day, I was sitting at, uh, this was, I guess, the weekend after 4th of July. I was up at my buddy's cabin up at Flathead. I was just laying on the dock reading my Sports Illustrated. The cover issue, the cover story of the Sports Illustrated was phased gaming. Uh, Do you know about Phase? Uh, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. So Phase is like this group of YouTube influencers that play Call of Duty online, and they are like the masters of these these crazy kill shots that have gotten like these crazy amount of YouTube traffic. Well, they've been able to then get so many views that they've monetized this to the fact the the point now where they're starting to sign prestigious athletes as influencers. Ben Simmons is a part owner of this company. Um, I think who else? Josh Hart is a part owner of this company. I think Catavius Caldwell Pope. There's a lot of NBA guys involved in this company. This company now has Kyler Murray and Bronny James, LeBron James's son as endorsers and members of the team. But that's all That's all to say then. So I'm reading the Sports Illustrated. I'm reading this whole article about this $400 million startup that is kids playing video games. My mind is blown. But then I continue to feel old because I love the NBA and I pride myself on knowing as much as I can about the NBA. And I had no idea about this NBA G League super team. The Ignite. The yeah. Ignite. I had no clue. So that was the other article in Sports Illustrated. This was like the, the Sports Illustrated for 34-year-olds that think <laughs> that they're still young. It was just blowing my mind. So explain the Ignite because I can't even really articulate it. I've only read one article about it. It's like, I, it's like you said. It's a, a super team of kids who should be, you know, in their first year of college, right, who have graduated high school. This is the NBA's secondary path to saying, you know, go to college for a year, right? Because we know all the controversy around the one-and-done rule. We know that people are saying, you know, why, why are you making these kids go to college for a year? This was the NBA's sort of response to that where they say, okay, you can't play in the NBA, but you don't have to go to college. You can come play in the G League. There's a team with, you know, four or five draft prospects on it, kids one year out of high school, with a bunch of NBA vets on it to sort of teach them the ropes, teach them, you know, not only the game, but just how to survive with the pro schedule and stuff. You're going to go and play against professionals. You'll make some money. And so we're going to talk about Jalen Green probably here in a second. There were, you know, four or five really highly touted high school prospects who decided, you know, I want to do this instead. And that's the NBA's way of sort of you know, I think appealing to the kids and the the youth movement and the, the kids who don't want to go to college for a year, they don't see the point of it, right? You're coming out, you know, Jalen Green could have been a top top five pick last year, right? So this way he gets to make some money, learn how to play the program. Clearly didn't hurt his draft stock. And I just find this fascinating because, and I know I've been railing and ranting about this. This is another criticism I have of college basketball, especially high-level college basketball. 95% of the best guys coming out of high school right now for sure know that they are lottery picks the day that they declare for the draft. They just have to go to college. So it makes the whole facade of them being student athletes. I mean, dude. Like, like Ben Simmons was talking that's about what this, I'm right? Remember this yeah. a couple years ago? He's like, why, why am I going to class? When he was at LSU for a year. I mean, Derek Rose... 
basically had somebody take his SAT for him. They didn't even get done with the investigation by the time he was already gone from Memphis. He took three classes, count them, three classes his fall semester and then dropped out of school. And I'm not dogging this kid at all. He was the number one overall pick. But you should have just you let him. You have to. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Just let him be the one, number one overall pick because, I mean, like, I get education is important. I'm not trying to demean your education. And if you are a Division I college basketball player, and you don't know that you're a lottery pick already, you're not. And so just go to class. And I, I think that that should be the way it goes. But I think that it muddies the waters, but it also it just completely throws salt in the face of the fact that these guys are, are sort of collegiate athletes. They're not. Just let them go pro. So that's what the NBA is doing now. And that's I what mean, the Ignite is. And exactly. That's what the Ignite is, is it's an opportunity for these guys to then sort of learn the pro lifestyle, not have this facade of being in college, and also make $125,000 because that's the minimum salary. And I think the NBA sort of saw that, you know, that the kids like Brandon Jennings going overseas for a year instead of going to college was the first guy who did it. But like R.J. Barrett going to Australia, they were like, oh, these kids aren't going to be in college anyway. Why not still have them stateside and, you know, get some eyeballs and some publicity about it? And it makes evaluation easier. That's the other thing, right? Like Jalen Green, if he'd gone to Duke while you're playing, you know, non-conference schedule, you're playing the dregs of the ACC, how much can you tell about Jalen Green if he's averaging, you know, he scores 25 points against, you know. For sure. Florida State or something. Florida State was good this year, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, 100%. You have have a tape of him playing against professional players, playing with professional players, being coached by a professional coach, learning a professional offense. I think that's a win-win for the teams, too. Ryan Tutel and I did this once upon a time. Don't quote me on the absolute specifics of the numbers, but I believe there was somewhere between 40 and 50 guys that came out of high school between 1995 and the last high school year, which I believe was 2006. Uh, I, I think it was 2006 because the following year was the Greg Oden, Kevin Durant year, right, and right. those guys would have just gone straight out of high school if it wasn't for that. I believe it was 2005 or 2006. Dwight Howard was the number one pick in 2005. I remember that definitively. Yep. But I believe I believe the next year, which had like Kendrick Perkins in it, was the last high school draft. So regardless, we're talking about about a 10-year span, about about 40 to 50 guys. So four to five guys a year went to the, the draft. Tutel and I went through these and evaluated you had about a 65% chance of being an adequate to good NBA player. You had about a 40% chance of being an all-star. And you had about a 20% chance of being a straight-up Hall of Famer as a guy that came out of high school. Because guess what? You're going to the NBA out of high school. You are ridiculously talented. Like, Kevin Garnett has to absolutely, like, there's no real way he can't be at least a sort of adequate player unless a full catastrophe happens, right? Yeah, the thing with Kevin Kevin Garnett and Kobe Bryant and whomever, Going right. to college for a year is not going to help them, you know? No, right. It's not like they're going LeBron to LeBron James averaged 22 points per game when he was 18 years old. They're not going to fail if they don't go to college right. for a year and, and take classes and exactly. get yelled at by Mike Krzyzewski or something, you know? So, yeah. but you, do you, So do what, you I, what, I, what I'm saying is that the one and done is so stupid because the whole argument has always been these kids are too young and they need a year in college. No, what it really was is the NBA wanted to build these kids' brands not with their money, let Duke and North Carolina and UCLA and NC State build the brand, and then you also get a little bit of valuation. But now the, it seems the NBA is figuring out that teaching kids how to be a professional like they do in the G League empowering kids with money and actually saying, hey, you have to be a pro. You have to be here at this time. Your job is basketball. Screw history class. Your job is basketball. It just seems like it's this is the next step. And I know that the one and done is going away here, what, next year or two years from now? It should be next year. Next year. Next year is the double draft. the draft where everybody's trying to get picks. That's right. It's the double draft. So the guys that are the one and dones from this upcoming college class – as well as the high school guys, will both be available in the first round. So uh, I do think that's interesting. Nuana's now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, Andrew Houghton in studio with me, Coulter Nuana, talking all things NBA draft. NBA drafts tonight, 6 p.m. here, uh, Mountain Standard Time in Montana. You can find it on ABC for the first round. So all of that conversation then is to say about the G, the G League and this G League at night team is that many of these guys that are projected as lottery picks, including Jalen Green, who's a, a projected top three pick, uh, as well as Jonathan Kaminga, both those guys or projected top five picks, and there's a couple other guys from the G League, including Isaiah Todd, that are uh, expected to be first-round picks as well. So, um, I mean, the fact this is the first year of this experiment, I mean, if Jalen Green really goes two, three, or four, 
the experiment worked, right? I mean, these guys did. I mean, the, this guy. Well, again, Jalen Green is the guy who it's not going to tank his right, draft stock right. at all, no matter what he did, right? right? Like he could have stayed at home probably for the year, and he'd still be right. a top five or top ten pick. Like he didn't, he didn't gain that much. But yeah, I mean, I think I think you say it's a success. I, I think so too, and I think I hope that more um, prospects and and people explore this. We're going to get to Chris Cobb talking about Evan Mobley and the Golden State Warriors and their projected draft stock, uh, as well as a little bit about Grizz Hoops as well. But instead of getting to that right now, we're going to keep talking draft, take a break, and come back and get to Coach Cobb so that we can stay here uh, on Tommy's beautiful clock. We're going to go through a couple other picks here. So you and I were driving back from Spokane Big Sky Media Days, and we were talking about all this. Uh, But Evan Mobley, Jalen Suggs, those two guys are sort of the the other two guys that are projected to be in that 2-3-4 range behind Cade Cunningham. What do you like about each of these guys, and how would you rank them? Because I know that you and I kind of – we both kind of like Jalen Suggs more than anybody else in that top four, right? Well, I think we like the idea of – Jalen Suggs' floor, right? Sure. I think you have more of an idea of what you're getting with him than anyone else. I mean, he's just, he's a winner. He's intensely competitive. Like, every box that you can check off, yeah. he checks it for the intangibles for that's not, you know, like shooting, dribbling, passing, whatever. And he's also very good at basketball. The, he's great at basketball. We've also, there's this new phenomenon that's entered the NBA. Steve Nash was the pioneer of this, but it's hit the fever pitch here the last, um, five or six years. If you have the certain skill set, the skill set where you play on the ball and you can run the high pick and roll and you have great skill in each of the elements of the high pick and roll, whether it's a pull-up three, a pull-up jump shot, a pass, a get to the rim, whatever, then if you already have that but you're not running that much, that as much in college, you can actually take a jump in a certain level in the NBA. Steph Curry did it. He was as great in college. He was better in the NBA right away because of the style. Damian Lillard did it. Boom. I mean, Lillard was averaging 20 in the Big Sky Conference and averaging 25 straight out the gates yeah. in the NBA. I see. I don't know if Suggs quite has the shooting of those guys I just named, but other than that, his decision-making, he's not quite as fast as Trey Young. He's not really the, as quite a good a shooter, but he does, he's going to benefit from the style of the NBA. Definitely. Uh, I still have Suggs fourth on my list among those guys. I went Cade Cunningham, one, Evan Mobley, two, Jalen Green, three, Suggs, four. And that is, you know, the order in which they're projected to be drafted, except people think Green is going two and Mobley's going through, which I I think is perfect, actually. By the way, the Houston Rockets have the second pick, so they're probably going to be deciding between Jalen Green and Evan Mobley. That could be the first domino. Then Cleveland has the third pick. Toronto has the fourth pick. So Evan Mobley... Let's say Houston does go Jalen Green at two, and that seems to be the, the the way that people are leaning right now. Then third, Cleveland. I am I've seen Evan Mobley live twice. They played against the Grizzlies, and then I also watched him in Indianapolis. Um, I guess I shouldn't say live the first time. It was on the I was covering the game though via the live stream. He was in LA, but then I watched him against Kansas in the NCAA tournament as well. He's skilled. He's smooth. He's not very explosive, and he seems soft in both mindset and body consumption. So, uh, body construction, I should say. So, I don't know. I I know that people really like him, and we're going to get Chris Cobb's thoughts on him here briefly. But uh, and I also get why he's projected as a top three pick. He's a seven footer that has a lot of skill. Yet he just seems like he's sort of a reach to me. But I I, I think that's my own personal bias more than anything. Yeah, and a small sample size of, of two games. I mean, every, sure. everything that you hear about Mobley is that, yeah, man, he he grew up as a guard. His you know his older brother was a prospect in his own right. Sure, good player. I watched. He was on USC this year as well. Isaiah Mobley, right? Yep, and he was actually the, the standout player against Kansas in that NCAA tournament game. Mm, yeah, so you know he's he his dad was a coach, so he's got all the skills. He's He's seven feet tall. I mean, I am skeptical like you are just because that USC team never did anything, and that seems to be the curse. They never did anything until they did, and then they actually kind of wrecked shop and they instantly turned for a minute. I mean, they a beat, little bit. I mean, they beat Kansas by 35. It doesn't matter if it's a good or bad Kansas team. That's the worst loss in the history of the NCAA tournament for the Kansas Jayhawks. Yeah, yeah. And I was there live and in person. It was actually fascinating because we were sitting right next to a pocket of Kansas fans. <laughs> and these poor guys, oh, my God, one of them was literally actually crying. I was like, bro, I'm sorry. We got to go. 
That's depressing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just think that Mobley, again, like Cade Cunningham, is a guy whose ceiling is higher than somebody like Jalen Suggs just because of his frame and he's seven feet tall. sure. But also, like, you think about the things that stop a prospect from reaching their ceiling, right? Sure. And this is where the red flags start to come up. You know, like, he fades in and out of games, scouts say all the time. Or, you know, his work ethic, you you hear stuff about. You never hear stuff like that with Mobley and Cade Cunningham. Like, everybody says they're in the weight room, they're great teammates, all that stuff. So when I think you have the combination of the high ceiling and nothing that would say, oh, this is a red flag that's going to stop him from reaching that ceiling... I think those two are both really, really good prospects for that reason. Andrew Houghton here on Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Missoula, talking all things NBA draft. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana. SWX Montana is partners with ABC. And ABC is who is carrying the NBA draft, which is coming up here right at the end of this show. More NBA draft with Chris Cobb, associate head coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team. He's going to give you his scout on Evan Mobley, also, who he thinks the Golden State Warriors should pick at number seven. And a couple thoughts on the Grizz basketball team as well. Keep it right here. Nuan is now. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Tommy, I will give you all the American dollars in my wallet right now. If you can tell me in this song, when Toby Keith and Show You've Been a Cowboy references Gene and Roy, who are Gene and Roy? I will give you all the cash money in my wallet. Uh, old school TV show, I guess. But here's the, you don't have any money anyway. I do. So. I have $48 in my wallet, and you just blew it. Gene Autry and Roy Rogers is the right answer. Oh, all right. Well, remember, Coulter, I'm just a it. dumb. He wanted to answer. Mike Smith had it. I knew he did. I'm just a dumb baby millennial who knows nothing, <laughs> Coulter. It's not your fault. You're playing my, my favorite karaoke song of all time, Toby Keith, man. If only he wouldn't have gone down the weird road because his first two albums darn good. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, giving you all the best in country music reviews, millennials and trivia, little sports sometimes too. NBA Draft tonight, ABC, 6 p.m. It's going to be a fun one. We also have the Missoula Paddleheads game here tonight on ESPN Missoula, 1029 FM. Uh, starting about 6.45 for the pregame and about 7.05 for first pitch. Paddleheads got bit last night, actually. They, I mean, I feel like all we ever say every day on this show, Paddleheads won again last night. The Paddleheads had six consecutive runs, and they won for the 14th straight time. Yada, yada, yada. 41-16 and 16 coming into last night's game. But Grand Junction, the Rockies, first appearance ever in Missoula. They bit the Paddleheads last night. So Paddleheads back in action tonight, though, and uh, we'll continue to give you Paddleheads tickets. I got tickets for Saturday and Sunday Monday games for tomorrow's show as well. So I uh, doled out yesterday and today's games, but tomorrow, tune in, Nuanas now. We'll have Paddleheads tickets for you as well. It is the MLB trade deadline on Friday, so we're going to hear from Chris Cobb, associate head coach from the University of Montana men's basketball team, talking NBA draft, specifically Evan Mobley, the big prospect from USC, expected to go in the top three. Chris played USC earlier this year, so Coach Cobb, good insights on that. But before we get to that, Andrew Houghton in studio with me, Coulter Nuanas, and uh, we're talking not only NBA draft, but also it's the trade deadline on Friday. And uh, Andrew, for those that are just learning the, uh, the specifics, he's from Washington, D.C., so he's a big Nationals guy. 
Max Scherzer has been on the block, and there's been some reports that he's been traded, but really nobody knows for who, for what, to where, what's going on. Reportedly traded to the Padres. Oh, Sean Rainey is just Sean Rainey has already tweeted about this. Oh, God, here we go. Uh, he actually is not sure if he's loving it yet because nobody has any idea who the who Padres are trading for Max Scherzer sure, here. Sure, sure, Uh But this is the magic of the MLB trade deadline, Coulter. Right. I know that both Sean and I have been staring at our phones all afternoon, frantically refreshing Twitter, just waiting to see what the news is. That's been going on across the country, I'm sure. Uh, Seattle Mariners fans are waiting to see if Jerry DePoto will do something to redeem the Kendall Graveman trade, which I know went over... Pretty badly in yeah. Seattle. Yeah, not good. Not good. Uh, Anthony Rizzo's on the way to the Yankees, oh, adding to their detail. acquisition of, of Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo for the Yankees is a big pickup from the Texas Rangers. I was wondering if the Yankees were going to be buyers. Or, I mean, I knew the Yankees were going to be buyers. I, I, shouldn't always say, buyers. I shouldn't say I was wondering, but I didn't know how hard they were going to go at it. They're going at it hard. I yeah, mean, which is, I mean, it, there's always a surprise when you when you get into it. I mean, nobody would thought that this Yankees team, which has not been good, they're way behind the Red Sox in the division right now. Right. But, yeah, I mean, they decided to make the biggest splash. Of course, San Diego, uh, A.J. Preller loves making big splashes. I mean, he's been making moves for 18 months. Uh, he's been making moves for 10 years, That's man. true. That's true. What? Any other deals that have happened before we get to Chris Cobb, associate head coach, University of Montana men's basketball? Nothing big, I think, that's gone through right we'll, now. We'll keep you apprised. We'll also have Legion baseball scores for you before uh, the uh, show is done. Nuana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula State AA baseball championships for uh, American Legion taking place up in Great Falls here over the next couple of days. The Missoula Mavs posted a 7 3 victory over the Great Falls Chargers last night to move on. Helena Senators blasted Bozeman 10 0, and uh, the Billings Scar. Let's beat the Kalispell Lakers 3-1. The Royals, Billings Royals, had a bye. Uh, so we'll give you a score. That was from yesterday. We'll give you scores from today when we get them. But first, Chris Cobb, University of Montana men's basketball. Grizz played USC to open their season this past season. Evan Mobley projected as a top three pick in this upcoming NBA draft tonight. And he was the feature piece for USC earlier this year when the Grizz took them on in L.A. Well, happy now. Good friend of this show, but somebody that hasn't been on in a little while, Montana Associate Head Men's Basketball Coach Chris Cobb joining us here on Nuanez Now. And, Coach, it's been a minute since we caught up with you. We're going to talk multiple different things. NBA draft, specifically Evan Mobley, a guy you played with, or I guess played against to open this last season. Maybe some Golden State Warriors and some Grizz Hoops, but uh, thanks so much for taking the time, and uh, how you been? I've been good, Colter. Thanks for uh, for having me on. I uh, I do wish that the the first comment you made would play with was, uh, <laughs> was accurate. That would have made things a hell of a lot easier that night. Um, but uh, yeah, we've been doing good. We've been busy, and you know, as as things have kind of gotten lifted, we've spent a lot of time on the road, going out recruiting for the first time in what seems like five years. Right? There's been literally, I think, about uh, 18 months or so. So it's nice to see some kids that aren't on film and uh, go evaluate basketball and, and, and kind of do what we do and and, uh, and all that and be around our players. So it's it's been good. It's been good. Seems like a lifetime ago, University of Montana opened up its basketball season, this most recent campaign, in Los Angeles against USC. It was sort of a full circle event for Riley Corkin and I because we went to the big dance in Indianapolis, and the last of the 14 games we saw live was watching USC drub Kansas. And we kind of left the arena awestruck thinking, wow, that USC team's even better than when they played Montana. And... Uh, haven't seen Kansas lose by 30 pretty much ever in the NCAA tournament. Uh, but, I mean, I remember when we were kind of preparing our scouting reports and stuff and, and all the writing we were doing at Skyline about the USC game, and you pull out the roster and you see, oh, they got these Mobley brothers. And then you start looking and you think, oh, my gosh, this guy might be the number one or number two overall pick in Evan Mobley. So uh, when you were first preparing for that game, I know a lot of times you prepare really hard for your opener because you have so much time to prepare. But uh, intimidating task, to say the least, when you're preparing for a guy who is a surefire top five pick. 
Yeah, I mean, he was really good. Both of them are really good. I mean, you look at uh, just the size, the sheer size that they provide, the athleticism. You can't prepare for it, right? You walk out to the court and you're like, holy smokes, that, there's not one of those guys out there. There's two of them. Uh, and, and then I think just their ability to understand the game and, uh, and make the right plays uh, is, is really at a high level and obviously shows from where they're going to get drafted, where Evan specifically will get drafted this year. So, um, yeah, no, they're both really good. Evan, you know, his size, his athleticism, I think just the pressure he puts on you on the offensive end, his defensive ability, shot blocking, his rebounding uh, is probably what, you know, I think probably excites teams the most. And then you take the chance on, you know, the offensive game really developing at, at seven feet tall and kind of figuring it out. But I think, you know, he changes the game so much uh, on on the offensive end for the opponents that it's, uh, it's something that these NBA teams are probably salivating over. NBA draft always brings up comparisons. We always love to say this guy is reminds us of this guy. This guy is the next this guy. I've heard more different guys as comparisons for Evan Mobley than maybe any prospect I can think of in the last ten years. Do you have a comp for him? I mean, what, who does he remind you of? That's a good question. You know, I, I think <laughs> in some ways it's good when there's no real comp, right? Because <laughs> right. if you're that special on one end of the floor, uh, you know, that means you really, really can affect the game like maybe some people haven't before. Um, I just think when you look at the game, he's a legit seven feet tall um, and, and his ability to really, really impact it in terms of shots around the rim and rebounding the ball, I'm not sure if there's a lot of people that get like him. Sure. You know, I think he moves so well. He can, you know, I think you start looking at the NBA and how they uh, defensively, if you switch ball screens or you're in that drop coverage, it, I mean, he presents so many different problems. I mean, he can guard uh, probably a, a number of different players on the floor. Um, you know, so I, I mean, he's going to be up there with some of the best defensive players and best rebounders in the game. Pick, take your pick, because I, I don't know if, uh, you know, there's going to be guys in this draft. I mean, there's a lot of good players. There's pretty good depth in this draft. But uh, overall, there's nobody that has the ability to affect the game uh, around the rim in terms of a shot-blocking presence and rebounding presence. I think the biggest thing for him is how much better does he get offensively and how much does he grow on that end will probably depend, you know, determine how good of a, a, a pro he really is, right? Does he get to the next level in terms of uh, his status in the NBA? But, I mean, right off the bat, he's got the ability to affect the game in those two areas that are pretty important in the NBA right now. Chris Cobb joining us here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. Talking all things NBA draft, the University of Montana opened their basketball season last year in Los Angeles against USC, a 76-62 loss for the Grizzlies. They played against Evan Mobley, who was projected as one of the top three picks in this upcoming NBA draft. And, Coach, it's uh, a tall task to go against a guy like that, but you guys held your own against the Mobley brothers, uh, to be sure. I mean, I think that they combined for 17 points and 20 rebounds. I mean, the 20 rebounds sticks out, obviously, but pretty hard to rebound against caliber of athlete like that. But uh, last question about Mobley before we move on to some other draft stuff. What did you think of your guys going against him, and do you think that that had any effect on them moving forward? Because I know you had a young team last year, and uh, pretty hard to say that you're going to go against anybody more talented than the guys you guys went against the very first game of the year. Yeah, I think you looked at everything that went on in the fall and just the you know, the starts, the stops, the, uh, the expectation level, right, of some of our players. Then you, you show up there, and you know we had some older guys, and you know, I think the lack of success early, and they looked up, they're like, okay, we're playing freshmen and sophomores, we should be pretty good. Then, you know, you look up, and like you said, I mean, uh, it was it was fairly overwhelming early in the game. Like, we were pretty overwhelmed early. I think it was like 12, 14, nothing to start the game, and then we settled in and, and kind of found ourselves a little bit. Um, and I think anytime you play those games with a new team, with guys that haven't worn Montana jerseys, it's pretty tough, and it's it makes it a little bit more challenging because uh, you still don't really know, right? You're you're looking up and you're saying, okay, we got USC, and then we go play Southern Utah for two. Uh, you still really don't know who you are as a basketball team against 
favorite, like against uh, competition that's about your level, right? Other mid-major competition. So I think it's always challenging in that regard. And that's what the schedule and the, the you know the lower amount of games, the fewer games that we played last year in the preseason, kind of did to you, where we had to play some of those those bigger games and bigger teams. So um, you know. It, it's great for the guys. I think the guys get excited uh, to be able to go play a competition and be able to go play USC in a team that, you know, is one of the better teams in the country. But then it also presents some problems in terms of, I think, just tapering expectations and uh, getting into a groove early on. I like playing, uh, you know, some of the mid-major opponents early on just to figure out, okay, where are we at? What do we need to get better at? What do we need to do? Because those games are a little bit more challenging to figure those things out, I think. A lot of times, too, when you play uh, teams or players of this caliber, too, when they do go on to make pro careers out of it, you remember that forever. You tell those stories forever. I I remember that one time we coached against this guy who was the number three overall pick or whatever Evan Mobley might be. Is there any other guys, though, from your time in Montana that you can remember that have gone on to uh, great heights in the professional league? Well, I remember the one that that, – there's some, you know, there's guys in Oregon. There's, you know, I think everybody that we've played – uh, everybody, you know, when you go play the Pac-12 or you go play some of these other schools, you know, you go play, shoot, Gonzaga, you know, Sabonis. I mean, there's a lot of different uh, ones that think I think about and stick out in my mind. I always remember going over to Gonzaga. Sabonis has had an incredible uh, NBA career. Mark Bruni was the best player on the court that night. For know? sure. He was, he was so impressive, and that was so impressive about what he did that night uh, was he was literally the best player on the court. It gave us a chance to win there right at the end. Uh, but I think the one that I think about that's similar to Mobley is Dennis Smith at NC State. Yeah. We had played in a tournament, you know, and he, and he was, you know, kind of the consensus number one pick going into the game. And the thing that's always interesting is when you play these guys that, you know, are 18 years old, sometimes it doesn't jump out at you right away. The NBA likes drafting those guys that are 18, 19 years old to see, you know, kind of, you know, high floor, high ceiling type guys, you know, that, that uh, they know could eventually be really, really good, or they, they do one thing really, really special, um, and, and so I think Dennis Smith's the one that, at NC State that I think about, that when you watched him, you saw the size of the guard, you saw the incredible athleticism, you're like, okay, wow, this is it's a little different, you know, it's a little different when you look at these 18-year-olds, and you're like, wow, okay, so it, it, it's always fun, because like you said, you're, you're a part of something, you're like, oh, okay, well, this guy's going to be a top 10 pick. Let's see what he's got tonight. So I think our guys always get excited, and I think we always get excited to put a scout together and try and see if we can stop them. Chris Cobb, associate head coach for the University of Montana men's basketball team, joining us here on Nuanas Now. And, Coach, one last NBA draft question for you. I know you're a Bay Area guy. You're a big-time Golden State Warriors fan. Warriors in an unfamiliar position, at least as of late, picking in the top ten for the second year in a row. I know that a lot of people are high on James Wiseman. Seem like that is a at least pick that has a ton of potential from last year. Uh, but I'm seeing several different projections, including maybe the Wagner kid from Michigan, who I know you played against Michigan and his older brother years ago, a couple years ago. Uh, but who who is your ideal pick uh, if you're a Warriors GM? Who are you going after in tonight's NBA draft? You're not going to like this one. It's not going to be great radio, but I, I would trade it. I would take the yep. two picks, and I would uh, I would see if you can get, you know, maybe one or two more years of, of this group making a push. You get Clay healthy. Uh, that's what I think I'd like to see. I, you know, I'm, I, I, I get it, and I get that, you know, young guys are exciting to bring in, but I think when you got Steph and Clay and, and, and Draymond Green and a couple of these other guys that, you know, maybe can make one or two more runs in him. I, I would love to see that. I'd love to see him add a veteran. Um, you know, I know people throw out a lot of different names that that they could go get. I think, and I'll give you this, this would be my thing, I would love to see him maybe go get like Siakam from Toronto. Love I don't it. know how all the money and all that stuff works, but I think he's a pretty good fit uh, with those other guys. So um, that would be my thing. If I, if I had my ideal situation, if I was Bob Myers, that's what I would uh, I would shoot for. You can package Andrew Wiggins in the number seven pick. Maybe get yourself Pascal Siakam. I like that. Very That'd good. Be good. That'd be good. Very good. good. Warriors. Well, Coach, give us a little update on Grizz Hoops right now because I know that uh, you've said you've been busier than ever with all the recruiting and camps and everything you guys have been doing. Probably haven't had a, haven't had a day off in a couple months. But uh, it's got to be exciting times because I know that uh, you guys had such a talented 
class that led you to back-to-back NCAA tournaments, and now you've been in the process of sort of fortifying the foundation with some young recruiting classes each of the last two years. But it seems like now uh, there, there's a lot of continuity. There's a lot of talented young guys coming back, and uh, you must be excited now for this upcoming season. Yeah, I think we, we feel really good about uh, the young guys in the program and uh, it's obviously still a little untraditional where you still got some older guys that were seniors last year that are coming back, right? So uh, is normally you get rid of those guys and, and then you know you hope that the 25 minutes a game that these freshmen uh, you know played last year's freshmen they're not sophomores they feel like more like juniors, right? Um, and so I think we're going to expect that out of them. We're going to have uh, you know high expectations high demand for those guys and then I think we tried to add you know a few other pieces that that fit or uh, are good for those guys and good for our system and, and with what we do so um, we're working through it you know we get you know a good amount of time with them in the summer now compared to you know even you know a couple of years ago or we used to not even be able to, to work with them in the summer. So, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're working. Um, I think we feel really good about the group. And I think it's just putting it all together, you know, as, as the fall comes, and, uh, seeing what we've got. But we do have, you know, those those returners, those nine returners that I think understand the expectation level and uh, know what this is and know what it means to put on a Montana jersey. I think the cool thing, Coulter, is some of these guys, you know, most of them never played in front of a, a packed house here. And, and you know, I think that's the biggest reason that you come here is the environment, uh, the energy, the passion in this fan base and in this uh, in this community. So, to me, it's it's really exciting because I feel like we have returned, we have uh, this kind of idea of what we're going to be and how we're going to do things. But then guys still don't even understand yet how special this place is. I think they really enjoy living here. That they've enjoyed being a part of their first year and, and some of the success and the ups and downs that we've had, but it's like, hey, guys, you still have never played in front of 5,000 people here, you know, kind of night in, night out, so uh, I'm pretty excited for them. I hope, you know, we get packed houses. I think we have more home games than we ever have here, uh, and, and so that'll provide a, a lot of opportunity for people to come out and watch games, and I think pretty good opponents. We're going to have a, a good non-conference that, that will allow people to come out and, um, and watch games and, uh, and see good opponents, and, and then conference always provides some fun rivalry games. Chris Cobb, University of Montana men's basketball. Thanks so much for joining us, Coach. Always great catching up. Thanks for the insight. I hope to run into you soon. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you, buddy. Cobb and I have the same issue. You got a little uh, bass in your voice. The smoke, the morning, not great. He's a dad. He's got a busy schedule, so I had to do that with him early yesterday morning. But uh, always great catching up with Chris Cobb, uh, one of our favorites here on Nuanas now, an excellent contributor. Man, he comes on this show all the time, and I love having him on the show. Great insight uh, and great perspective, particularly when it comes to Evan Mobley, a guy that he prepared for live who was expected to be one of the top three picks in tonight's NBA draft. You can find the NBA draft here in about 10 minutes on ABC. So just flip it over from SWX Montana to ABC. Turn the radio on. Get the Missoula Paddleheads. That starts 7.05 first pitch against the Grand Junction Rockies. Take you home here on a Thursday. Right after this, keep it here on ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
had to make an executive decision. If you are a loyal listener of this show, you know Dave Matthews Band. It's my thing. One of my things. Definitely one of my things. I almost always go to, I should say almost always, but fortunately I've been able to go to the Gorge and watch Dave Matthews over Labor Day weekend. The Labor Day weekend always is the opening weekend of college football, but I've had the opportunity to have one of the two Montana schools have games within the region, so I've been able to swing it, and I've gone three times in the last four years. Well, made an executive decision this time around. I am not going. I know the Grizzlies are in Washington. They're in Seattle, so it would have been convenient, but uh, we're not doing it this year, not doing Labor Day at the Gorge. Instead, I'm going to Laramie, Wyoming, to watch Montana State versus the Wyoming Cowboys because it's Brent Vegan's first game, and Brent Vegan used to coach at Wyoming. So the story, it's just better. I think uh, Andrew Houghton probably heading his way over to Seattle. So we will have coverage of the Grizz game. But either way, uh, that's just a preview of what my schedule will be come the fall. We're going to break that down probably sometime next week. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you missed anything in today's show, what a fun show. Love when I have all my friends and guests and uh, thrilling uh celebrities like Ed McCaffrey on the show. We hear from Ed McCaffrey, the new head coach for the Northern Colorado Bears, former Denver Bronco. We also heard from Carolyn, our resident chick who doesn't know sports. We also heard from Andrew Houghton talking NBA draft, as well as Chris Cobb, University of Montana, associate head men's basketball coach as well. A couple scores from around the uh, Legion Baseball Tournament. Nothing final today so far, so uh, I guess we'll update you on that on Monday, but the uh, the games today were projected to be Kalispell with the bye, Bozeman versus Great Falls at 1 p.m., Royals versus the Scarlets at 4 p.m., and Helena Centers versus the Missoula Mavs at 7 p.m. So we'll have a full update for you tomorrow from the American Legion Class AA Baseball Tournament. Rajim Seabrook back in the saddle tomorrow. He's got a lot to talk about, a lot to say, so we will look forward to that. In the meantime, I'm heading downtown, downtown tonight for the Best of Missoula Awards. Hope to see you there. In the meantime, we'll see you back here at 4 p.m. tomorrow. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get com- Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.